This is the Overdue Homework Podcast. Welcome to the show. That's Trav. I'm Drew. And I'm Trav. This is the Overdue Homework Podcast. And as always, we are here to give you our opinions on 80s and 90s media. Uh, don't forget to contact us at our brand spanking new email, brand spanking new, uh, at uh, podcast at overduehomework.com. Piece of cake email. It's the easiest email to remember ever. <laughs> what, are you, what are you listening to? A podcast. What's the name of the podcast? Overduehomework.com. Podcast at overduehomework.com. Trav, how are you doing? I'm doing really, really good, Drew. It's good to be done with the holiday season work aspect yeah absolutely <laughs> man it's good to be over that hill for once have a and little bit of free time again and yeah sanity is coming back yeah uh so we probably should have talked about this last episode but we do record these like in advance so trav what did you get for christmas this year so i got multiple blu-rays multiple things we could do on the podcast goofy movie which has been suggested by the person who got it for me uh stand by me national lampoon christmas vacation hell yeah um not podcast, but she got me The Last of Us on Blu-ray, nice. which I haven't seen me yet, neither. but I've heard it's super good. And then uh, TMNT, like 87 style t-shirt, which nice. is awesome. And then the hoodie I'm currently wearing, which is Michelangelo's Pizza yeah. sweatshirt, uh, which was the gift I was talking about in Jingle All the Way. And Is it green or is it gray? It's green. It's green. Yeah, it's green. When you came in, I was like, oh, it's a cool gray sweatshirt. Now I'm looking at it, I'm like, it's green. It's more of an olive green. <laughs> olive green. Olive green, you know? You'll have to take a picture of that and put it on our Instagram. Definitely. It's very cool. And it's funny, too, because Mikey's my favorite. And yeah. She thought she remembered that, but it just worked out perfect that this hoodie <laughs> is Mikey. So, yeah. Uh I saw that bike you got, Evie. How, yeah. How did that go over? It went great. Uh, it's been an odd winter here in Minnesota. We haven't had any snow, let alone like temps below zero for the most part. So yeah. she was able to ride her brand new bike on Christmas Day, which was really Boom. awesome. She just went flying out of the garage, and I was like, <laughs> oh, be careful, please. It's a brand new bike. Like, I'm not worried about the bike. I'm worrying about worrying about her being able to control a larger bike, a new right. bike, you know. But she did great. She was just tootling around. She's like, can I go for a bike ride? And I'm like... Go ahead, kid. She went. <laughs> she was gone for like 10 minutes, and then she came back. I mean, it was still like 40 degrees outside, so she came back, and she was like, ah, I'm too cold. Nice. And I'm like, I get it. I'm too cold on a bike for 40 degrees. I get it. Buddy. Yeah. She absolutely loves it, and uh, uh, I'm glad that we got it for her. She had it on her Christmas list twice, so it was like a mandatory gift this year. Nice. And I saw she got you some Pokemon cards. She did. Uh, she's recently really gotten into Pokemon cards, and we've been learning how to play the game, which has been kind of cool. And uh, I've been buying her packs here and there, you know, kind of like a reward for doing stuff. Like, yeah. hey, if you do this, there might be a pack of Pokemon cards <laughs> in it for you. So she's got her binder. She's got them all in sheets and stuff. Nice. And so she's been really into that, and uh, she got me some Pokemon cards for Christmas, which was really fun. I love it that she's getting me that stuff. I mostly collect just the booster packs unopened, yeah, which yeah. is kind of stupid, I think, but uh, I don't know why I do that, honestly. But hey, uh, dude, It can be a goldmine <laughs> later. It's honestly crazy. You never know what random set has a card that's rare enough to right. skyrocket the price or subsets, but yeah, I mean, I watched somebody open Pokemon cards, yeah. and it's crazy that like, oh, this pack came out four or five years ago, but it's all of a sudden worth hundreds of dollars. Crazy. That's, just that's crazy. Crazy. 
Uh, she really liked those Halloween packs that you gave her. Nice. Uh, with the little Pikachu pumpkin on them. It's yep. very cute and very cool looking. She nice. loved those a lot. It was uh, fun to open those after Halloween. So, um, But uh, I'm glad that she's like getting into like collecting stuff. Right. Uh, she sees that I have collections and I've been collecting stuff for a long time. And it's been a really fun experience to like show her how to do this stuff with the binder and be like, you got to hold the cards by the edge yep. and stuff like that. And be careful when you put them in the sleeves right. and stuff like that. And See, and we didn't have anyone telling us No, that. no, not at <laughs> I, all. I mean, my dad was supplying them right. and telling everyone I was into them. But yep. yeah, a lot of mine are looking pretty thrashed. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Uh, one thing after we started that is it made me dig all of my hockey cards out. They're all over on the table over there. Yep. Just binders and binders of hockey cards, which are worth absolutely nothing because <laughs> nobody collects hockey cards <laughs> nobody does i don't know why i did i mean i who knows maybe when the nhl has been around for like x number of years maybe, that yeah. anniversary will skyrocket that's, the price that's true my oldest set is from 90 the 91 92 season all right that's my oldest set so that's getting pretty old that's getting pretty old that's yeah. pushing 40 years old yeah. for some of those cards you know uh, so I don't know what I'm going to do with those besides just keep them in the binder and slowly look at them eventually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, Christmas was a lot of fun for me and it sounds like it was a lot of fun for you guys too this Definitely. year. Um, Trav, I didn't use any articles in production for this podcast because we've done other episodes on Rocco's Modern Life. So if you'd like to go back into our archive, dear listener, and find out some more information about uh, Rocco, please do that and uh, listen to those episodes again because they're great. Um, for this episode, we uh, are doing Rocco's Modern Life, Season 2, Episodes 10 and 11. Um, I chose these episodes because, one, Rocco is a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, two, uh, there are two episodes when I was just scrolling through. I was like, oh, those are two memorable episodes Definitely. for me. You know, so I chose those. We decided to do just a couple of back-to-back episodes because he gives us a little bit of continuity. There's not a lot of continuity in the world of Rocco's Modern Life, but there is that slight touch of continuity to the episodes. Right. So our first episode, episode 10 in season two, comes with uh, two segments. The first segment is hair licked, and the second segment is gutter balls. Um, Let's start out with hair licked, Trav. Let's do it. So hair licked opens up with some copy machine humor at Rocco's job. His job is at kind of a lot of comics, which is (laughs) I enjoy everything in O-Town is an O this and O that, you know, that. Um, I feel like it would have been slightly bizarre and unrelatable for 10-year-old me to be, like, laughing at copy machine humor. That's obviously made for an older set of people watching this episode. Definitely, yep. Um, as an adult, I do get it. I find it funny. I don't have an office job, but I get the references <laughs> of him not being able to get the copy machine to work and stuff like that. Yeah. Um... I really found it funny when he does open up that copy machine, the realistic, like, steam-powered printing press in there. (laughs) That's not funny for a child. No, no, (laughs) they don't know what the heck's going on. um, Rocco does try to fix it at this point, and he's pulling all types of critters and such out from the machine, which, why are they in there to begin with? They just are. Uh, thinking he finally fixed it, fixed it. Rocco gets sucked into the machine and is folded and collated, which is a funny physical gag for anybody to laugh at. Uh, enter his boss, Mr. Smitty. Um, he's busted. He busted Rocco for laying down on the job. Am I working you too hard, Rocco? No, sir. I was just trying to fix the copier. Let's see how well you did. And guess what? The copy machine works. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Works. <laughs> just too many critters. Uh, what would Mr. Smitty do without Rocco? The sarcasm was thick in that line. That's yeah. for sure. 
Uh, Rocco takes this as a small victory and as his opportunity to bring up getting a raise. Mr. Smitty is going to do Rocco one better. He is going to make him employee of the month. <laughs> really? <laughs> Rocco, you dumb rube. Like, Seriously. <laughs> a raise is obviously much better than employee of the month. Although it seems like employee of the month is a really big deal in O-Town. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you get your picture in the paper and everything. And Rocco literally has stars in his eyes over this comment. <laughs> He's going to be famous. I tell you, famous. It'll be a cold day when he gets a raise. <laughs> they should have literally just had him say cold day in hell. I mean, they've yeah. basically said that in other episodes. Might as well. Uh, confirming our suspicions that uh, Mr. Smitty is taking advantage of Rocco's naivete. That's, that is for sure. Yeah. Uh, back at home, and Rocco is looking for a picture to give the paper to absolutely no luck. They're all just complete rubbish pictures. And is that how it works, that you just go find a picture you want to put? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I would assume the picture, the paper company's going to take a picture. I would think so, too. But, but... No, I'm just going to pick my best picture <laughs> from best whenever. <laughs> they are all really bad pictures, and I don't understand why Rocco would have saved any of those yeah. pictures. <laughs> yeah. Why would he have saved any of them? Any of those. Who knows? Who knows? But he did. He just is a glutton for punishment, I guess. And not only that, but the uh, the photo album is full of pictures of just Rocco. Yep. Where's everybody else? No family. No family, no friends, just pictures of himself. He yep. must be a uh, a really conceited individual, I, <laughs> I guess. Uh, but just then the phone rings, and it's a very fortuitous call for our from our buddy Filbert. I just want to let you know that my new career as a photographer is going really well. I want to offer you a free portrait session. That'd be great. Okay, see you around two then. And then he's like, okay, you can hang up now, Rocco. And then Rocco, before Filbert can even finish the line, slams the phone down. Like, yeah. he doesn't even care about Rocco at no. all. Uh, Rocco better get to bed, though, so he can get his beauty sleep. Uh, the next morning, Rocco is having a bad hair day. There you go. <laughs> he's having a bad hair day. And Heifer is at the door. And he screams in terror when he sees Rocco. <laughs> <laughs> bad hair day, huh? <laughs> You don't have any. Uh, you don't have anything infectious, do you? It's just a really bad hair day. He's it's not really infectious. It's just day. a really bad hair day. Uh, but have no fear. Heifer happens to be a master barber. He's going to fix everything. So Heifer goes to work. He says that he's given himself that haircut. You know, like yeah. he's been giving himself a haircut for years. Uh, I give myself a haircut, Draft, because I'm going bald. So I'm not going <laughs> to pay anybody to cut my hair. I'm just going to take the clippers to it. Uh, first, Heifer uses the scissors, and then he's using a gardening shears, and then a chainsaw, and then a blowtorch. And then finally a comb. And, uh, ow, careful on the scalp, Hef. Sorry. Hef <laughs> uh, finishes up, and there is absolutely no change. Paper or plastic? <laughs> it's a bag for Rocco's head. <laughs> I would choose paper. I think plastic would make it hard to breathe. Probably. Probably a little less safe with the whole plastic. Uh, uh, this turns out to be a job better for the professionals. Uh, the two arrive at ooh that hair. What a name for uh, what a name for a place. And uh, two of my favorite come- uh, two of my favorite uh, uh, side characters, minor characters, if you will, the Chameleon Brothers. Uh, they always have different jobs because they are chameleons, right? right? <laughs> Funny. I didn't get that as a kid. I yeah. got it as an adult, but I did not get that as yeah. a kid. One haircut, please. Excuse me, we do not do haircuts. We do coiffures. <laughs> <laughs> we need one of those in a hurry. Do you have a reservation? <laughs> they are busy. Very busy. 
Uh, one look at Rocco, and he gets ushered back to have that abomination of a haircut taken care of. Tisk tisk, and another tisk. You did a very brave thing. Uh, with Rocco in the barber's chair, they remove the bag. Avert your eyes, my brother. <laughs> no, I must see the hideousness. Disgusting. <laughs> Filthy. <laughs> so they work their magic. Uh, with shampoo. Uh, a stint in the hairdryer frying Rocco, just some good physical comedy, yeah. you know, just some classic cartoon stuff. Uh, then it's time for the brothers to get down to business. Uh, so he will be one of the beautiful people. Uh, not yet, though. Uh, first, uh, the first try looks like a poopy on his head. Yeah, <laughs> it does. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then he gets that cool flat top. He should have stuck with the flat top. Oh, yeah. The guile look from the Street Fighter. <laughs> yes. And then a bob. And then you get the, the joke. He's like, it's too gidget. No, too gidget. Like, they're referencing... Uh, the Gidget movies from the 60s, which were like surf movies and stuff. Oh, okay. Like That's a joke that nobody gets. Yeah, even adults <laughs> then are barely getting. Gidget? I, did, I haven't seen a Gidget, Gidget movie. Gidget. I'm trying to remember the actress of the woman that played Gidget. She is a very famous actress, and she is still around today. I wish I could remember her name. What was her name? <laughs> what was... Maybe I'll think of it later. I'm going to say probably not, though. and then finally a cut that looks just like heifers now that's a haircut (laughs) you may now walk sans bag kangaroo type person (laughs) (laughs) you guys are geniuses half obviously loves it so they go over to filbert's he's developing some photos dip it in wash your hands dip it in Wash your hands. Phil just wrapped a photo shoot. Okay, ladies. I'm sure Vague Magazine will love them. <laughs> I really love the idea of Philbert being like a legitimate uh, photographer and like getting like top uh, top of fashion models in his little trailer. Yeah. That's <laughs> very funny to me. Uh, then sets of sexy legs walk across the screen and a set of rabbit legs. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> and they walk out of the trailer. Uh, once again now, Rocco's modern life is oddly sexual for a kid's show at Definitely. this point, right? It's oddly sexual. Lauren's like, why is he so creepy? He's very like, creepy. Like, is Filbert always <laughs> creepy or is that kind of just highlighted in this episode? I think Filbert's always a little creepy. Okay. Always a little creepy. Uh, both Rocco and Heifer uh, walk past the models as they enter Philb's trailer. And both are speechless and blushing as they walk in. And then Hef has a weird, weird line. He walks in secondly, and he goes, I just spilled my puffies. Yeah. Like, is he talking about jizzing in his pants? That's what I thought. Like, I what a like, joke. What else could that possibly be? Man, what a weird joke for a kid, <laughs> a kid show. Once again, playing to an adult audience. Yeah. Kids, uh, puffies. <laughs> okay. 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 Uh, let's let the sh- photo shoot begin. Uh, tons of great shots. Uh, okay, okay, Rocco, give it to me, baby. He's really, uh, Filbert's really taking care of, uh, taking control of the situation. Uh, but it's all for naught. They get all those cool shots of Rocco, but Filbert never put any film into the camera. So Filbert. they need to start over. And, of course, it goes terribly wrong the second time around. Uh, Half knocked a fan down onto Rocco's head, and that's the shot that Filbert gets. No, <laughs> nothing like maybe setting the fan up and trying again. It probably ruined his hair, right, because it fell on top of Rocco's head, so yeah. it probably ruined his hair. The next day back at the comic shop, and Hef is very apologetic. Uh, Rocco's bad hair day has not ended. Sorry for what happened at Filbert's. It's okay. You couldn't help it. If there's anything I can do to make it up to you. 
yeah, like, quit being such a bad friend. Heifer. Yeah, Heifer, you're a horrible <laughs> friend. Uh, just then, Heifer spots the copy machine from earlier and has a great idea. Jam Rocco's head in there and use that to get a picture. I mean, why not? <laughs> why not? It makes sense. He's not a piece of paper. He's a wallaby. Come on. <laughs> Uh, Rocco loves the result, and that's the photo he's going to use. Uh, and he's going to send that one to the newspaper. Okay, Rocco. What did, like, okay, Rocco. I don't understand that. <laughs> <laughs> How did it, well, is that some other joke? I don't understand that they think this is a good picture. I just, I, it's only the fact that his hair looks good in it. The rest looks terrible. Yeah, like, just, you can't even tell it's him. Can't even tell it's him. No way uh, the paper uses that, by yeah, the way. I mean, his, hair, <laughs> his hair does look great, but uh, come on. We broke all the rules in letting you pick your own picture, but now we're going to have to take the picture because you suck at picking pictures. <laughs> I guess this is what we're going with. Yeah. Uh, and the next day at Rocco's house, and we get to see the paper. The paper is called the O-Town Poop, which is an interesting <laughs> paper. Uh, Rocco is on the front page. It was obviously a slow news day. Obviously. <laughs> the big headline on the paper was uh, uh, a puddle that was found. Well, it was a large puddle. <laughs> Finally, we see the photo. His hair looks perfect. Uh, I bet everyone in the whole town is looking at your hair right now. Wow. <laughs> He's so impressed with that picture and yeah. that idea. Um, everyone is looking at his hair, but also the fact that the rest of Rocco looks like a hideous monster. <laughs> yeah. Bev, look at the idiot next door on the front page. <laughs> Who's the dork on the front page? <laughs> <laughs> so, for all of Rocco's efforts, he is still the laughingstock of O-Town. So it was completely back where we started now yeah. again. He didn't want to be a laughingstock, and he's a laughingstock. Too bad, mm, Rocco. Next segment. <laughs> uh, and this one's called uh, Gutterballs. Uh, Gutterballs is a fun look into some secondary characters, which is cool to see. I appreciate that out of an episode. Uh, It opens with Ed Bighead looking at his old bowling stuff in the attic. Look at me, ruled by my fears and insecurities. Uh, What happened to Ed to install these feelings when he looks at bowling gear? We will find out, dear (laughs) listener. Bev comes upstairs, summoning him downstairs because the girls are there. Ed is their coach. Uh, in the Women's Auxiliary League. So, great. He's the coach of adult women in yeah. Auxiliary League. All right. Okay. Uh, and then we get a flashback. If only he had gotten that one pin. Bowling for Conglomo Corporation, Ed Scatterpin's big head. All he needs to do is get one pin to win the tournament. <laughs> but then we hear Bev again. Ed! 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 <laughs> and he snaps out of his daydream. Uh, it's time for them to head to the alley. And if they win today, he, I mean they, get a giant trophy. So, I mean, <laughs> he's just really interested in just getting a trophy, it yeah. seems like. Remember, girls, it is true that winning isn't everything, but losing is nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think he's uh, taking this a bit too serious? Bev certainly thinks of he is. Of course he is. <laughs> Just then the phone rings. <laughs> Lots of ringing phones in Rocco's Modern Life. Yeah. It's their opponent. Uh, they quit the league and joined a monastery. They even took a vow of silence and everything. Oops, gotta go. <laughs> what, what a, that's so weird. Like, they joined a monastery, vow of silence. It's just so weird. So weird. <laughs> Ed thinks that this means that they won without even having to play the game. We win the trophy. We win the trophy. But it's not true. The rule book states that they have to play the game to get the trophy, or it will just be rolled over to the next season. So what does Ed do? He rounds up the three dumbest and most gullible people he knows, Rocco, Heff, and Phil. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. 
How would you three idiots like to play a game? But Mr. Big Head, we're already playing a game. And that game would be Spank the Monkey. Spank the Monkey. Spank the Monkey. They're playing Spank the Monkey. So this is obviously a circle jerk reference in a kid show. Right after unloading your puffies yeah. or whatever he said, now we're spanking our monkeys. Man, that's that's something else, Rocco's Modern Life. I think that one, even we might have got as kids mm-hmm. with enough views and butthead. Oh, for I sure. Mean, spank the monkeys. For, so. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Uh, however, Ed is thinking something a bit more challenging, like bowling. We've never been bowling before. Sounded like a 1920s <laughs> news. We've never been bowling before. We've never been bowling before. <laughs> I hear that. <laughs> Do it Italian. <laughs> I hear they have a greasy cuisine at bowling alleys. <laughs> and we get to wear those cool shoes. We're We're in. <laughs> Uh, at the Bolo Rama, are you a Rama or a Rama guy? Are you a Bolo Rama or a Bolo Rama? Rama. Bolo Rama. Rama. <laughs> Ed got them bowling shirts emblazoned with their team name on them, the Losers. Look, everyone, I'm a loser. <laughs> That's a very funny gag because Heifer's dumbness is almost always funny. Yeah. Uh, I think that's how he kind of gets away with being such an asshole to Rocco and everybody is because he doesn't really know yeah. that he it's is. It's just him. It's just him. He's dumb. <laughs> He's really, really dumb. <laughs> Ed is pretty confident that the game is in the bag. Uh, time for some bowling shoes, though. Those stinky, stinky shoes. <laughs> they don't smell so bad once you get them on your feet. <laughs> Half gets those giant platform shoes. It was the only size 19s that they had. Yeah. <laughs> and then that rock star guy, what do you mean you gave away my shoes? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, the dude was still there bowling. And yeah. Gave away. Uh, okay. Which would mean he had a pair of 19 bowling shoes. Yeah. Okay. But, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, time for the O-Town Bolo-Rama Championship uh, game to begin. The Gutter Gals versus the Losers now on lane 13. And Philb does not like that they are playing on lane 13. That's terribly unlucky for yep. Philbert. The whole lane 13 and it being unlucky does not come back into play, really, does yeah, it? No. It really doesn't come back into play at all. I mean, maybe a little bit if you consider the fact that, spoiler alert, you should have watched the episode, but spoiler <laughs> alert, that... Uh, um, Big Ed Bighead gets found out. I guess that's unlucky, but that's not really like bad luck. Right. Whatever. They mention it and it doesn't doesn't really come to fruition at any point in the episode. No. Ed tries to give his team a pep talk. Crush them like infidels. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. They think Ed is taking this far too seriously. Again. Lighten up, Ed. It's only Heifer and his little friends, so, I mean, it should be pretty easy, right? Try to put things into perspective, Ed. Perspective? Perspective! This is the championship game! Uh, (laughs) Cue second flashback. All Big Head needs to do is get one pin. (laughs) So he arrogantly bowls an intentional gutter ball for his first throw. It looked like you rolled that first one on purpose. Any comment? I don't need two balls to win this one. There you have it. A completely gratuitous show of bravado. (laughs) The announcer dudes get me in this episode. (laughs) They're hilarious in this episode because they take it so seriously. It's like Ocho. (laughs) It kind of is, right? Once again, Ed is awoken from his trance by his wife, uh, Bev. Ed, 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 Ed! Move it or lose it. We're trying to play a game here. (laughs) First up is Bev. She gets a strike. Next is Phil. He gets a strike. Then it's Howling Virginia Wolf. One pin. That's the, her best her best start all season. And then Heifer gets a strike. 
in the wrong lane. In the wrong lane. You got nothing. (laughs) And then the game goes on. Everyone's like chucking the ball. No one's rolling the ball. Down no. the lane. They're all just chucking uh, it. Heifer does the granny roll. He does do the granny yeah, roll. You're right. But in the wrong lane. In the wrong lane. Some f- uh, There's some fast-paced comedy action. It's kind of gag after gag at this point. And uh, Rocco's ball has his shirt pattern on it, which I think is funny. Yeah. Heifer wrecks the lane uh, as his ball crashes through it, which is good. Phil being uh, really good at getting strike after strike after strike. And then, of course, Virginia and her one pin over and over and over. Halfway, and the game is actually pretty close. So Ed decides to cheat. Yeah, I mean, why wouldn't you? Yeah, why wouldn't There's you? There's a trophy on the line. There's a trophy on the line, Trav, so you <laughs> got to cheat at this point. Uh, inflatable bowling ball, which doesn't look like Rocco's bowling ball away, and he floats away. Uh, okay, it's very loose because Ed just blew it up with his mouth. He didn't use helium. So Rocco floats away. He, in turn, crashes down onto Ed, causing him to fling down the lane and getting Rocco a strike. So in yeah. in O-Town Bowling, no matter what happens, as long as you knock down the pins at the end of the lane, it counts. It counts. It counts. Then he greases Heifer's shoes. Ed greases Heifer's shoes. Uh, Heifer falls back into Ed's mouth, choking him, which is a very good like visual gag. I love seeing... All of Heifer nearly into Ed's <laughs> yeah. mouth. It's very funny to me. Ed, if you're going to talk, at least take the steer out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Philb gives Ed the Heimlich and shoots Hef down the lane, getting a strike. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the game is really close, and it's Virginia's turn. She gets her one pin, and Ed bitches her out, <laughs> <laughs> causing uh, her and the rest of the team to quit. If you want a trophy so bad, why don't you win it yourself? One problem, though, there's no substitutions. No. So it's uh, time to cross-dress. Yeah, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Cross-dress. That is one very valuable trophy for Mr. Big. (laughs) Yes. Ed dresses as his wife. I mean, they basically look exactly the same, so it wasn't much of a stretch for Ed to dress like his wife. Yeah. Passing as his wife, and with the game tied, Ed gets his chance to redeem himself and win the championship. All they need is one pin. Time for the final flashback. One pin. Is all Big Head needs. <laughs> Barring a catastrophic incident that would scar him for the rest of his life, I'd say this one is in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> well, things don't work out for Ed. He throws the ball through the ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, he's got to be disappointed in that one. <laughs> that is so ridiculous. It is one of the single funniest lines in cartoon history for me. <laughs> yeah. Just because it goes flying through and the only reaction is, he's got to be disappointed with that <laughs> he's one. He's got to be disappointed <laughs> with that I laugh every time at that one. The ball brings the entire bowling alley to the ground, still leaving all 10 of his pins standing at the end of the lane. Because as we've established, as long as the pins fall over in any manner whatsoever, it still counts as a strike. Yep. Snapping out of his daydream once again, Ed as has a new resolve he is done letting that moment in his past control his whole life he's going to put his fingers in those holes and that is final okay all right (laughs) ed raises his hand holding the bowling ball up and trying to triumphant trumpets Uh, and then ed throws the ball and gets a strike the trophy is mine 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 but this plan is foiled when bev comes back to get her purse and the losers win But Rocco feels bad for Ed at this point. He knows that the trophy means more to Ed than it does to himself. So he's going to keep it in the window that faces his house so he can look at it whenever he wants. (laughs) How generous of him. How nice of you. (laughs) Roll credits. 
Uh, you want to take a second and talk about that episode and what you thought about it? I love that episode. Yeah, man. Uh, I think the second half is a bit stronger. I think it overall is a funnier segment than for the sure. first one. Competing for like lines, you know, jokes in it, they're pretty even, but overall the story is just better in the Bolo Rama one than it is in the haircut one. So definitely. I like the second half better than the first half, but I feel like it's a pretty dang strong episode overall. Yeah. And like with all of these episodes, you always remember watching them yes. as soon as you start. Like if, if the name doesn't trigger it, the first 10 seconds triggers it. Yes. Uh, so for some reason, I seem to remember like later in Rocco's run, probably even in the 2000s, maybe even watching Rocco's Modern Life on the Nicktoons channel and not yeah. on Nickelodeon, that they would take these segments out of sequence and kind of just put them wherever. And it seems like I would see the Bolo Rama one on TV a lot. Yeah. It just, I remember seeing that one a lot, maybe because I liked it so much it stuck in my brain, but it just seems like I would see that Bolo Rama one quite a bit. Yeah, I feel like all four of these segments that we're doing yes. today I've seen a lot. Yes, on they TV. were heavy rotation. Season two was a heavy rotation season, I think. Well, Trav, let's move on to episode 11, and that one includes Junk Junkies and Day of the Flecko. So in Junk Junkies, we open up with Heifer devouring a pizza, one whole pizza at a time, and then a phone call. (laughs) So that's all three episodes have used a phone call to be a catalyst for our story. All right. And it's from Pizza Face Pizza. Rocco's the pizza place, 500 smackers, uh, $500.95 to be exact. That's a lot of money to owe a pizza place in the 90s. How the hell is that possible? (laughs) That's like $50, $10 pizzas. That they're just going to keep running your tab up. (laughs) That's a good point. How did did they get those? <laughs> not gonna deliver another one until you pay us the money you owe us. So Rocco's faced with a decision: either pay up today, or he's gonna have to. Or Rocco's gonna have to deliver pizzas. Anything but that. Relax. They're not serious. They're just joking. As a flaming pizza is flies through the window, which is hilarious. This yeah. is this is no joke. Uh, so where are they gonna get five hundred dollars and ninety five cents? Well, let's start a club like that diuretics guy a <laughs> joke that no child would get in 1990-whatever. Uh, or how about they sell their bodies to science? Uh, that didn't work out the first time. There has to be some stuff to sell around the house. Uh, good thing Rocco is a hoarder because his home is full of junk. Full of junk. Just full of junk. Uh, they're going to have a garage sale. And uh, what does Heifer have to contribute? Uh, mostly melted G.I. Jimbo. <laughs> he survived eight tours of duty on the kitchen stove. <laughs> oh, man. Great line. Great line. Uh, no one will want to buy that. No one will want to buy that. It's broken. <laughs> Sound more British. No one will. Bu- oh, crikey. No one will want to buy that. It's broken. Not much better. <laughs> that was better. <laughs> okay, good. It was a little bit better. Uh, what do you mean? He's G.I. Jimbo. He's going to destroy everybody for you and you and, and you, you and you and you. <laughs> <laughs> Rocco is not impressed. He's not impressed. Once again, Heifer is contributing nothing to the problem to no. fix that he caused. Yeah. That he caused. He's, he's got one melted action figure. That's it. <laughs> yep. That's it. That's it. Uh, easily distracted, Heifer notices a pogo stick. Uh, Rocco should be able to get a few bucks for it, right? Yeah. But alas, he has, it has too much sentimental value for Rocco. Um, I just don't think I can sell it. You know what I mean? That was uh, really good. Good. <laughs> With the sale all set up, business is slow. But at that point, Heifer notices a plane writing Rocco's name in the sky. Rocco, surrender. <laughs> <laughs> so these dudes have rented a plane to skywrite Rocco Surrender for five hundred and ninety five hundred dollars because that was definitely cheaper than yeah. just coming and <laughs> requesting the money. Funny, yes. 
making sense? None. Of course not. <laughs> and they deliver a flaming pizza to Rocco's front yard. Uh, once again, maybe if they didn't waste pizzas harassing delinquent customers, yeah. they wouldn't be so hard up for cash. Maybe that's the thing is they're not hard up for cash and they're like run by the mob or something like that. That's kind of what it feels like a little bit, but yeah. a little bit. Uh, where is everyone? The situation is very serious. Uh, Heifer forgot to put up the garage sale sign, so he puts one up, and the sale is swamped with customers. How much for the plutonium? Gee, um, five dollars? Do you think this looks all right? <laughs> looks great! <laughs> the, the elephant in one of Rocco's shirts is hilarious, and he's just so pumped about it. All right, sold! And it just busts off of him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's hilarious. Even Spunky is getting in on the action. Thanks, Spunky. There's hardly any Spunky action in any either of these episodes. Yeah. This is like the most Spunky action in it. Uh, he barfed up a shoe, so <laughs> great. <laughs> Way to go, Spunky. Uh, things are going well. Even Half has a prospective buyer at this point. Uh, Mr. Beghead is interested in a used toilet seat. How much? That's 25 cents. And that's too much for Ed. <laughs> that's too much for Ed. Uh, with Rocco distracted by the miser- distracted by the miserly Ed Bighead, Heifer sells all of Rocco's furniture. No big deal. He can be super dense sometimes. For ten bucks, nonetheless. For ten bucks, nonetheless, nonetheless. While Ed and Rocco continue to ogre, ogre. ogre. So since I misspoke there, there was an episode of <laughs> uh, Wheel of Fortune. Where the puzzle was the critics and the critics agree. The critics agree? Yes, the critics agree. And it was almost completely filled in. The woman gets to it. She wants to solve. And she guesses the British ogre. Oh, my God. It's the critics agree. Go YouTube that, folks, because it's like (laughs) she's not even the British ogre. And then Pat made her say it again. Like, excuse me? The British ogre? <laughs> no. no, and then I'm when just they, making sure I heard you that first time. And when they You're go to wrong. when they go to commercial and the camera pulls out on the contestants, she's just staring straight down at her hands. <laughs> I was like, oh, sorry, lady, that sucks for you. Okay, back to the episode. Maybe I'll cut all that out. Maybe I won't. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, so Ed and Rocco continue to argue over the toilet seat. Um, they see the pizza guys and a frightened Ed hurries back inside, uh, without the toilet seat. Yeah. Uh, he must not have actually needed the toilet seat. Apparently not. I don't know how many people want to buy a used toilet seat from a garage sale, but okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, with the sale of Rocco's furniture, uh, he now has 300 bucks. Um, Heifer, uh, tells Rocco. Hey Rocco, I made $10. That's great. What did you sell? Oh, you know, this and that. (laughs) So... Heifer knows what he's done isn't uh, great, but he just doesn't seem to care, I guess. What a terrible friend. He's once a terrible again. friend. <laughs> so they only need 200 more dollars. And just then, Rocco gets an offer on his pogo stick for $25. Rocco can't do it. Uh, the dude pulls out a pogo stick pricing guide, um, and that old buzzard offers him $150. No one will give you that much. Rocco still can't do it. Too many memories attached to it. But it's the memories that we tie to the object, not the object itself that holds the value. 
So I would say as soon as somebody pulls out a pricing guide on something, you probably should just take that back and say, I'm not selling it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Reluctant at first, Rocco eventually gives in and accepts the $200 for his beloved pogo stick. I mean, he needs the money, and the smell of the 200 big ones was just too much. Too much. I love the flip book with the guy on the 200 or the 100 whatever was, dollar bills or whatever it was. Yeah. 200 big ones! (laughs) I I got got a good kick out of that. Any bad memories? about selling stuff you wish you hadn't sold? I mean, plenty. I I wouldn't (laughs) say, like, actual bad memories. Just wish I wouldn't have sold, you know, basically all my old video games, period. But when I started that GameStop, it was just... Sell everything possible yeah. to get as many things for the Wii PS3 360 yeah. that I had all three of. But yeah, I wish I wouldn't have sold any of my old stuff. My biggest bad memory for selling stuff was my selling my Wii, all of the peripheral little things with it, uh, four controllers, four nunchucks, um, an SD card full of probably like 200 games that yeah. I had bought over everything. And at the time, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do with this. I'm not really into playing it anymore. So I sold it to an old co-worker of Kristen's because his kids were getting made fun of for not knowing how to play video games. And what? I was, yeah, and I was like... Sure, we can sell it to them. I, I, it's just taking up space in the house. We never play it. And I'm like, why don't I sell it to them for like 120 bucks? So I sold them all of that stuff for $120. Ouch. And then he and his wife got a divorce like a month later. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I was like, no. Years Now, years later, I'm no. like, I should really try to contact him. Because I still know him. Yeah. I still know where he works. And I still run across him occasionally. Yeah. I want to be like, so you still have that? I'll buy it back from you for $120. Yeah, I'll give you $125. <sighs> That's my biggest regret when it comes to selling stuff. That easily is my biggest yeah, regret. Yeah, I got rid of my... Uh, my NES and my PS1 by selling to my cousins when I was upgrading the NES yeah. system. Should have never done it. Yeah, I should have never done it either. But, you know, sometimes your sight is a little bit too short on those things. Definitely. I've learned from my mistakes and I don't sell anything anymore. <laughs> yeah. My Pokemon, my actual valuable old school Pokemon card binder, I tried to go sell for $5 at Double Play oh. when I was a kid and they wouldn't take it. Oh. Thank God they didn't, because I was just trying to unload it. It's definitely worth more than $5. Yeah, do you have the original set in there? Yeah, it's the OG base set. I've got some first edition and jungle packs and fossil packs. That yeah, looking, five bucks, I almost gave that away. Do you think the dude at the counter was trying to like be like, no, kid, you need to keep this? Yeah. Or was it because there were so many Pokemon cards on the market at the time? So he, he said it was they weren't taking any Pokemon cards, and I wasn't having it. I'm like, not even $5? And he's like, no. But I think internally he was probably saving me. Maybe. And, you know, like, could have he taken it? I guess. Yeah. If he wanted to just get it for himself for $5. Yeah. But no, I think he was saving me. I appreciate him not taking that for five dollars. No, definitely. I was a dumb kid. <laughs> we all were. Nobody dumb likes Pokemon anymore. These aren't going to be worth anything. <laughs> uh, Twenty years later. <laughs> Twenty years later. <laughs> That's very very funny. Uh, so it turns out that uh, they did it. They got their five hundred dollars to pay off the pizza guys, and they're going to be all done with all this weirdness with the pizza dudes wanting to come and break their legs or something, make them deliver pizzas, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, but Rocco is having second thoughts about his sale of his pogo stick, and once again, Heifer does not help. 
I'm really surprised you caved to that antique dealer. Well, I'm going to go see if I can scrape some of that pizza off the lawn. <laughs> so, in the garage now, all alone, Roco, Rock, Roco? Roco. So, (laughs) Rocco, oh no. So, in the garage, all alone, uh, Rocco has a waking hallucination and sees his old (laughs) Mr. Onion Head. Uh, You wouldn't sell me too, would you? Remember all the hours of fun we had? You're right. I should never have sold that pogo stick. He's British again. (laughs) Crikey, oi, crikey. You're right. I should have never sold that pogo stick. And half takes a bite out of uh, Mr. Onion Head, which is pretty funny. Rocco goes and buys the pogo stick back for $500, so all his money is gone, and it's time for them to face the music. Uh, with no money to pay off the pizza guys, uh, Rocco is ready to take his punishment. Enter the pizza guys. You, Rocco? Yes? You better pay up, wise guy. <laughs> Heifer mocking the large pizza guy, making the many, many faces at him. Uh, and just then, G.I. Jimbo saves the day <laughs> for you and you and you and you. Just look at it. The humanity, the anger, the pain. <laughs> I'll give you $500 for it. That's my final offer. <laughs> Sold. <laughs> I'll take it back to the truck, Wallace. But boss. <laughs> you got lucky, twerp. Come on, big head. Let's move it. Move it, bubble butt. (laughs) So that's why they never explicitly say in the episode, but obviously Ed also had a large pizza debt to take. Yeah. (laughs) So do like, is this pizza place old, like owed like thousands and thousands of dollars from across the city? How are they still running? They got a huge overhead at this company. Uh, Well, our boys did it. And Rocco still has his pogo stick Uh, in a final twist, though. Uh, Heifer, where's the furniture? Want to order a pizza? <laughs> Next segment. I love, uh, I love the GI Jimbo sales. Yes, the yes. humanity, <laughs> the pain. He's so into it. <laughs> so into it. And then unprompted, $500. $500. Perfect. <laughs> All right, next segment, then it's Day of the Flecko, and we're back at kind of a lot of comics again. Uh, all the new issues are effed up. Uh, <laughs> Bunny Man is missing a whisker, so obviously it's Rocco's job to fix thousands of comics that have a printing error. This is one I remember huge yes. as a kid, him sitting there writing the whisker yes. over and over and over. <laughs> Oh, man, but then getting Rocco gets busted at the time clock to get told that he has to fix all these things. I mean, that's like the uh, worst. The worst. <laughs> getting busted at the time clock. You're ready to just punch out. Hey, I need you to stay four more hours. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, if they would have just gotten you, like, ten minutes earlier, but now you're at the time clock. Right. You're ready to go home. You you're are in, checked out. You are in go-home mode, and then all of a sudden you have four more hours of work ahead of you. Man. That's too much. I'm quitting. It's a literal death sentence sometimes. That's the way it feels like, at least. Uh, Rocco works all night, once again hallucinating as he fixes the comics. Uh, Rocco likes to have a good time, it seems like. Is he taking mushrooms, dropping acid on the reg or (laughs) something like that? Because he has all these hallucinations all the time. Uh, Rocco finally gets it completed. He uh, heads home. He must get some sleep. All the hallucinating again on his way home of Bunny Man and those parking meters. Yeah. Yikes. Uh, making it home, and it is time to get into bed, uh, and it's time for a good night's rest. But Hef's at the door. Rocco forgot about their camping trip they were supposed to go on. Sorry, Hef, I need to get some sleep. 
you don't look so good. And then door slam. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, From then on, uh, in the episode, you'd better bet Rocco is not going to be getting any sleep at all anytime soon. Uh, Car alarm. Ed, shut that thing off. (laughs) And he does with a baseball bat in his underwear because it's his own car. Beat it up. Whatever. Let's do it. Why not? (laughs) The chirping bird. uh, Rocco's giant head out the window. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) And then the sun knocking on the window. Rise and shine. (laughs) Yikes. Uh, (laughs) In the yard, we meet uh, our friend Flecko. Um, he's Rocco, but in, uh, f- but in like fly form with a glass <laughs> eye. <laughs> yeah. So, yes. Uh, time to head out and get some food. It's another great day to be a fly. <laughs> uh, Flecko finds some fresh garbage. So the Rocco, the garbage in Rocco's modern life, their universe has a certain green look that just like elicits this level of disgust that takes me back to my childhood. Like when <laughs> yeah. I, when I see it, like I can smell, taste it almost, you yeah. know, like it's a very good depiction of like very gross, greasy garbage. It is. It's I, disgusting. Yeah. Flecko ends up being chased upstairs by uh, Spunky. And of course this rake awakes Rocco. Uh, we'll play later next week as he going, going, uh, as he's going back to bed, shooing Spunky into the hall. Now it's Flecko and Rocco in Rocco's bedroom. Flecko lands on Rocco's nose. Wow, that's quite the hunker you got there. <laughs> then he loses his glass eye after getting flicked, and it rolls down into Rocco's nose. Hey, man, you got my eye up your nose. I'm taking my eye back, Jack. <laughs> uh, struggling to get his eye back. So uh, Flecko's struggling to get his eye back, and he's using a vacuum to... I'm uh, going to use it a vacuum to suck the eye out of Rocco's nose. And yeah. he sucks Rocco and the bed completely into the vacuum and then does the reverse and spits everything back out. That's a pretty classic like cartoon gag that yeah. you've seen a million times. So Flecko dives into Rocco's head with nothing left to, to do to get that <laughs> glass eye. There's a bug prison in Rocco's nose. Yeah. Sure. All right. Uh, two bug inmates, uh, they think that they spot a diamond. It's just the glass eye. Uh, the whole taking a drink here, boss, is a Cool Hand Luke reference that hardly any kid watching this would have understood at the time. Yeah. Once again, playing to an older audience, which still, it's like a almost probably 40-year-old movie at the time when this came out. Came out in the mid-60s. Yeah. So, I mean, like, even 20-something-year-olds may not understand that right. at the time. So, because of all the bugs in Rocco's nose and Flecko finally retrieving his glass eye... Rocco sneezes Flecko out in his sleep-deprived rage. Uh, Flecko, at this point, is looking like he's going to be killed by Rocco. So Flecko makes his final plea. Please, mister, I got kids. Millions of them. (laughs) And it works. Uh, Rocco is reduced to a blubbering mess. Please stop. I can't take it anymore. You're free to go, Mr. Fly. That was a really bad Australian... Oi, crikey! (laughs) (laughs) Please stop! I can't take it anymore! You're free to go, Mr. Fly! I guess saying, oi, crikey, is my muse to get it back. It's like the hand (laughs) with the Italian accent. Uh, So what does Flecko do? Jabs Rocco in the eye. You were going to kill me, you big jerk! (laughs) So what does Rocco do? Tries to kill Flecko with a jackhammer. Yeah. Um... Maybe you don't know because you haven't watched, not you specifically, but dear listener, uh, Rocco is a professional jackhammerist. There's an episode <laughs> where he's like basically doing ballet on, on a jackhammer, so that's why he's riding that thing all over the room. Um, it's how he actually ends up trying to win over Melba, his love interest. And this is in the first season, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Did we do that episode? No. I don't think we did no. that episode, but I think it's in the first season. It is funny that he's a jackhammer specialist yeah. slash 
the pogo stick was passed down from generation to generation when they're wallabies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. All, All right. right. All right. Really going with that jumping thing. Uh, now at this point, Rocco is complete. You know what? That makes a hundred percent. That's the. That is the. That is the thing. The jumping because he's a wallaby. Yeah, yeah. That is it. Of course, he'd have hobbies that would involve jumping things. <laughs> yeah. Trav, you just like blew my mind right there. There's a connection. My synapses just made a connection they've never made before. Thank you very much for that. Uh, so at this point, uh, Rocco is completely freaking out. I don't want to sleep. I don't need to sleep. I am the waking living. <laughs> so question marks on that last bit there. So it's probably supposed to be like the the walking dead. Yeah. But Nick probably nixed it because, of its, you know, I don't right. know. It's just kind of why even keep that in there? Because it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, Rocco destroys his home with a jackhammer and Flecko flies home to get some sleep for himself. Um, self, not <laughs> self. Uh, but there's a knock at his door. Ready to go camping, Flecko? Flecko? It was a bug version of Heifer. Yeah. So obviously Flecko and Rocco are just uh, allegories for each other. Obviously. Uh, roll credits. <laughs> uh, what did you think of that episode specifically, Trav? I really like that one, too. I, yeah. I mean, I think the first one is the stronger one in this one as opposed to the second one stronger in episode 10. But do we see Flecko again? Like, is there any side story stuff with him? So I looked it up, and I believe there's he makes appearances in two more episodes okay. later on. So, But yeah, he comes back because he seems like a character that is memorable, right? Right. Yeah, I'm I did thinking, look it up. like, is it really from that one episode that I remember him? But yeah, he's a recurring character. He is a recurring character in a, in a way or in a, in a kind of way. I'll chop that part out. Now, obviously, as we always say, these are always the most fun to do homework-wise. Yes. I mean, you can sit and binge these because we did as kids. Yep. I mean, if it was on... Four days in a row, you would still watch it four days in a row. It wasn't, well, I saw this yesterday, so now I'm going to do more important things. You're a kid. Yeah. So you watch it again. So you watch it again. So I like doing that. But what did you think as a whole with these four segments that we did today? So, like you said, Rocco really puts me in that nostalgic place, which is kind of one of the reasons why we have we started this podcast, right? Is to find that nostalgia, find those feelings that we had as kids watching these shows and loving them on sunny Saturday afternoons when I should have been outside anyways. <laughs> yeah. uh, but the, the nostalgia is strong with Rocco's Modern Life for Definitely. me, and it does a good job of transporting me back and giving me those feelings of what it was like as a kid in 1994, 1995, 1996. Um, and I think that's why I really still love Rocco. Besides the fact that there's lots of stuff that you find in these episodes where you think, as a child, that would have just been straight over my head. Right. And now yeah. I can find a new appreciation for Rocco. Yeah. And just the just the whole, like, Rocco's Modern Life specifically, is, is there's a giant cast of characters. And they do a really good job of, like, intertwining all of their stories and while the references to their pasts and their lives together isn't overt, if you're watching and you're paying attention, they paid attention in their writing and animating so that things in the background made sense with other episodes that you had seen and yeah. other things that they say and other things that they do. It all makes sense. Like in the uh, in the uh, uh, the very first one. The not 
Not Gutterball. One nope, of the no, bad hair day. The bad hair day. Yeah. Uh, when Rocco, when Rocco, when Filbert is doing the photos. Yeah. And he's like, well, dip a photo, wash, wash your, hands. your hands. That's from the very first episode of Rocco's Modern Right, Life. right. And I appreciate those things. Things that, like I said, may have gone over my head as a child, but now... Hindsight, having watched these episodes and knowing what they're all about, it's cool to watch that stuff and see it and appreciate their attention to detail as writers and animators and stuff. Um, You can definitely tell that this was an in-house animation and it wasn't something that was sent overseas to complete because this is one of the first Nicktoons in their animation studio and it has that certain Nickelodeon look and Nickelodeon feel that is hard to describe the people that weren't around for 90s Nickelodeon. I love the artistic style with Mm -hmm. like the kind of sloppiness, but Mm -hmm. then you've got the still background in most of the shots. Mm -hmm. And like you said, with the green garbage, Mm -hmm. there's just something about that when Spunky's going to town eating that garbage like... That's garbage from the 90s. That's garbage from the 90s. (laughs) That is right. There's lots of plastic and dead batteries and all types of stuff in there that nobody was recycling. Just Just filthy, filth, filth, filth. Well, I give it I give it ten flecos out of twenty five Roccos. No, I'll give it <laughs> I'll give it uh, I'm gonna give it ten flecos out of twelve. I think it's a very strong very Roccos strong. modern life episodes. I haven't done that in a long time, so yeah. I figured I'll just throw one in there, right? Um, so Trav, do you have anything else you want to talk about with Rocco's Modern Life before we move on to the homework assignment? Nope. I love it. Looking forward to getting back to it. Yeah, obviously I love it too, and I can't wait to do more. So, our homework assignment is a listener request by Man Bear Pig, a Predator. Predator. 1987's Predator, correct? Correct. 1987's Predator. Let me look at the thing. Got to remove my glasses. Yes, 1987's Predator. Now, have we done any Arnold movies before? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. While, you, is, while you're saying that, I was like, hey, we're doing, I told my wife, we're doing Predator. And she's like, another Arnold movie. <laughs> I'm like, this is going to be, she's like, this is going to be the year of Arnold. Remember how you did the year of uh, uh, Tim and Jim? Yeah, Tim and yeah. Jim. I think she's more disappointed that I'm going to be walking around my house doing uh, Arnold impersonations <laughs> all month just to get warmed you're up. You're not recording now, Drew. <laughs> I know I'm not recording now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're doing 1987's Predator. And of course, this was directed by John McTiernan. Written by Jim Thomas and John Thomas. Produced by Lawrence Gordon, Joe Silver, and John Davis. Starring Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> as Major Alan Dutch Schaefer. Carl Weathers as Al Dillon. Uh, Alpita Carrillo uh, as Anna Gonzalez. Bill Duke as Master Sergeant Mac Elliott. Uh, Richard Chavez as Staff Sergeant George Pancho Ramirez and Jesse Ventura as Sergeant First Class Blaine Cooper. He doesn't look like a Blaine, but whatever. We'll go with a Blaine. Uh, Sonny Landham as Sergeant First Class Billy Soul. Shane Black as Sergeant uh, Rick Hawkins. Uh, R.G. Armstrong as Major General Homer Phillips. Uh, Kevin Kevin Peter Hall as the Predator slash Helicopter Pilot. So there you go. He got his own (laughs) little uh, on-screen stuff. Um, uh, Peter Cullen supplies the voice of Predator uh, and is credited as providing vocals, uh, noted by vocalizations by, uh, in the staff role. His name shows up much later than that on the rest of the cast. Uh, cinematography done by Donald McAlpine, edited by John F. Link and Mark Helfrich. Uh, music by Alan Silvestri, produced by 20th Century Century Fox, Lawrence Gordon Productions, Silver Pictures, Davis Entertainment, American, American, American Films, and American Entertainment Partners. Uh, Distributed by 
20th Century Fox. It was released June 12th, 1987. It had a budget of 15 to 18 million dollars. I don't understand still why some of these movies have a range. Yeah. It either cost this much or it didn't. It was somewhere. There's a three million leeway. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what for sure that was spent on, but. Uh, the box office was $98.3 million, and that's $256.6 million in 2023. And you can either buy it or watch it on Max. That's Boom. the only places to find it. Uh, so, Trav, um, I guess I would call this movie a success in 1987, right? Oh, definitely. If it made $98.3 on an action movie, I mean, that's three times your budget. So Yeah, it I mean, made six to possibly seven times yeah. as much depending <laughs> on what that budget actually was uh 256.6 million in 2023 isn't a great number i don't think but for a straight action flick it's probably pretty decent probably pretty decent probably pretty decent but trav with that all taken care of why don't you hit us with the outro let's get into the short emails this week so it's all fast food related you're a kid taco bell or taco john's TJ's. Uh, we didn't have TB around for a really long time, so it's TJ's all the way. TJ's all the way. Yeah. Same. I don't think we had a TB for a while, and yeah. it didn't matter when we did. No. Because there's a whole lot of Mexican going on at Taco <laughs> John's. I can, uh, you can settle the debate between uh, Taco John's and Taco Bell with one word. Olays. 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 And if you need to go any further than that, the meat is just better. It is just Jones. better. Just plain and simple. Just They put more stuff in their hard shells, in their soft shells. Yeah. They have amazing food at Taco John's. So if you're listening somewhere where there are no Taco John's, you're going to want to do yourself a favor. <laughs> get in your car and drive to one. If yeah. it's six hours away, so be it. You will thank yourself you when you get thank there. Yourself. And PJ's if you didn't grow up on six pack and a pounds, I feel sorry for you. Well, <laughs> it's a piece of cake. I can just text my wife halfway through the day and be like, Six-pack for dinner? And she knows I'm talking TJ's. I'm not talking about a six-pack of beer. Obviously. Six-pack? Yeah, six-pack. Six-pack. Then your only question when you get there is nacho cheese or not. Yeah, exactly. kind of almost always have to go nacho cheese. Two cups of nacho. (laughs) Two. Yes, two. Otherwise, you won't run out for a six-pack. No, no, no. No, no, no. no. Uh, Next one is Domino's or Pizza Hut. Remember, you're a kid. I'm a kid. I'm a kid. I'm a kid. I'm a kid. I think I'm going to go Pizza Hut as a kid. Okay. Uh, you remember the Bigfoot pizza? Yep. Bigfoot pizza. Bigfoot pizza. <laughs> I think I'm going to go Pizza Hut for a kid. That's what I'm going Domino's for me. We didn't have a Pizza Hut, so that kind of seals the deal. And Domino's was one block over. Nice. So carry out was a legitimate thing when Le- I was a kid. Legit. I was kind of struggling. So my gut reaction was Pizza Hut when you asked me the question. But I'm like, why is it Pizza Hut? Yeah. Why? Bigfoot I know pizza. Bigfoot pizza, but more or less we had a sit-down Pizza Hut in town. Oh, yeah, that's right. So I think that's So it was, was in a different location? It's where India, it was on Madison Ave? Yeah, you know where India Palace is? Yep, yep. It's that building. Okay. And that was a sit-down Pizza Hut. Because that was a Godfather's for a little bit, too? That's or where... Or that was in a different area? That was in a different location. You know where uh, uh, Rent-to-Own is on the corner? Oh, like, yep, yep. It was next to Rent-to-Own, which okay. is now that restaurant. The building's torn down now. But that was uh, Little Caesars that... Uh, had like a big party room. I remember going there as a kid for hockey stuff. Man, I wish we had a sit down Pizza Hut. Never had that. Book it, man. Did book you it. did you have book it in school? No. No, we had book it where if you read so many books you got a pin and then you got some stickers on the pin and then you went into Pizza Hut and you got a free personal pan pizza. Dang. Yeah man. Oh book that's it. legit. Book it. Uh, next one, so I had to take McDonald's out of it because I know that'd be your answer. Yeah. So BK or Wendy's? Wendy's. 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 
Uh, it's funny because Mankato had a Wendy's for a really long time, and then Wendy's closed and went away, and then it came back. <laughs> Saved my life. Saved my life. I think if Burger King was closer to my location, I would probably go to Burger King more often. Sure. Because uh, the Wendy's in town here it ain't great. <laughs> it, yeah, ain't, it ain't it great. Ain't, it Sorry, ain't, Wendy's. I know you're a listener. <laughs> it ain't great. It yeah, ain't we great. didn't have a Wendy's, so it was BK all the way for me. I wasn't even too big a Wendy's fan, actually. Of a, when I was a kid, we came to Mankato one time to get Wendy's. Must have been the commercials got me. Yep. Like, Dad, let's go to Wendy's. We never go to Wendy's. And I got a burger, and apparently at the time, their, like, junior cheeseburgers just came with mayo on them. Like That was, like, a normal yeah. thing, and I'm a very picky eater, <laughs> so I had opened that burger and noticed there was mayo on there, but being afraid to tell my dad this, I'm just sitting there, like, dabbing the mayo with a napkin and trying to wipe it off, and... He is a very patient trooper with me my whole life, but that was the final straw. That he, was the he, final he, straw. He had had it. He's, he couldn't accept the fact that I was trying to dab it off. What, you, you can't even taste it. I'm like, Dad, I really don't think I like it all. He just grabbed that burger, and whatever poor cashier got reamed because they just put mayo on their burgers, and we didn't know that. <laughs> so he just reamed this poor guy out for giving us a burger that has mayo on it. We had to get one without mayo for my picky ass. <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that, Dad, and sorry about that Wendy's cashier back in... 1999 probably <laughs> that poor guy or gal probably goes to sleep some nights and is like oh oh god <sighs> i don't like mayo either I, <laughs> i'm I sorry don't, i don't know why they put it on it wasn't my idea uh, <laughs> yeah, so for the last one is my question for drew is dq or the field the f- like D- uh, uh, anything DQ else or anything else for ice cream as a kid you gotta go dq Gotta go DQ. You gotta go DQ. If you're going somewhere for specific ice cream, it's DQ. It's DQ. It's not like, oh, I'm gonna go to McDonald's and get a cone when Dairy Queen's across the street. Right. I'm going to DQ. I didn't know if like Coldstone was a thing when you were a kid or Froyo or if either of those took the cake. Um, I think Coldstone came to town probably when I was in high school. And oh, honestly, okay. I've never liked Coldstone. Oh, really? It's too sweet for me. Sure. It's just got too much to it. Where there's just something about that soft serve, that specific kind of soft serve that uh, Dairy Queen has that is just magical. Yeah. I think that's how Lauren is, too, with Cold Stone's too sweet. Yeah. Like, I I like the cake batter from there only, but Mm -hmm. I don't like it almost anywhere else. But, yeah, I put DQ as well. We didn't have any other real options. Yeah. I'm about 75% sure we had a Baskin Robbins for mm, a time, I but I never went there because DQ was the winner. I mean, we, That reminds me, we had a Baskin Robbins in town also, and it's now a vacuum place. They sell vacuums. <laughs> whatever. Uh, but that also reminds me, um, so uh, my wife and my uh, two kids now, we went on like this excursion over this last summer to go find different ice cream places things on tuesday night just go have ice cream places you know and we went to a couple of different cities and a couple of these places had a thing called dole whip you ever heard dole of that whip. yeah uh-uh. it's ice cream made from fruit huh. and it's amazing oh nice so if the place has dole whip i'm going dole whip every time dole whip but you got to drive like uh 45 minutes from mankato to get the dole whip sure so, sure but it's it's amazing. So Dole Whip, if you've never had it out there, go find it. Nice. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's That's amazing. awesome. I'm glad we both picked DQ. I, DQ. I thought maybe you might pick the field, but no, DQ nope. all the way. Uh, so that's going to wrap up today. So email us at podcast at overduehomework.com. 
and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Overdue Homework Podcasts. And as always, don't forget to tune in to the next exciting episode of the Overdue Homework Podcast.